arguably one of the most overlooked yet incredibly important aspects of your malpractice insurance policy is the consent to settle provision. You're paying thousands of dollars a year for your malpractice insurance. You should have a say in how your claims are handled, don't you think? Today, we're going to talk about the consent to settle provision, why it's important, how carriers can limit you, and what you can do to ensure that you're in the driver's seat for the handling of your malpractice claims in the future. Welcome to Malpractice Insights, the show dedicated to helping healthcare professionals understand medical malpractice insurance and providing you with the solutions you need so that you can get back to the work of practicing good medicine. My name is Jennifer Wiggins, CEO of Aegis Malpractice Solutions, and I'm so glad you've joined us today. If you're new to our channel, welcome. We're so glad you're here. We release a new episode every week, both on YouTube and your favorite podcast streaming platform. So be sure to like and subscribe to stay connected. Just a quick reminder before we jump in, we are here to provide general information on medical malpractice insurance and related topics, but not specific legal or insurance advice. So if you have a question about your practice or individual coverage needs, be sure to ask your agent or legal advisor or contact us at aegismalpractice.com. That's A-E-G-I-S malpractice.com. We'd be happy to help. So one of the most important features of a malpractice insurance policy is the consent provision, which gives you the authority to settle or not settle a claim that you're involved in. While this may feel like it does not concern you now, it could make a huge difference if and when you're involved in a malpractice case in the future. So why do malpractice cases settle in the first place? Well, insurance payouts for medical malpractice claims are at least two and a half times greater for claims that go to trial versus those that are settled before trial. This is not only a concern for the insurance company, but for you. If your policy limits are exhausted, you could be on the hook for any additional costs and jury verdicts make headlines just like settlements do. But for doctors, there are a number of reasons why you may not want to settle a case, especially in situations where there is strong evidence to suggest that the standard of care was met. Settlements can have negative impacts on doctors, including the following. Bad press. The outcome gets reported to the National Practitioner Data Bank, and it's viewable to future employers, credentialing agencies, and it's on your record forever. Your state licensure may be in jeopardy. Your malpractice premiums may go up and coverage could be non-renewed or future coverage may be difficult for you to obtain. And you're always gonna have to disclose that settlement on your future malpractice applications. You might also get pegged as quick to settle and seen as an easy target by plaintiff attorneys going forward. And beyond the economic and the social effects, settlements that doctors feel are unjust often result in feelings of stress and anger and isolation. But with a pure consent to settle provision in your malpractice insurance policy, the carrier must obtain your written permission before they can settle a case on your behalf. Without your consent, the insurance company cannot settle. 
Rather, it must allow the complaint to go through the formal legal process. But be wary of snags in the consent provision or other limitations that may protect the insurance company's interests and not yours. To protect their interests, many insurers include language often referred to as a hammer clause that stipulate that if you refuse to consent to a settlement recommended by the insurer, then the insurer's liability for the claim will not exceed the amount for which the claim could have been settled, and any additional defense costs incurred following your refusal will not be covered either. So here are some examples of consent provisions and hammer clauses in doctor's malpractice policies. First, the pure consent clause, and this one is the most ideal. A pure consent provision is exactly that. It has no strings attached. In order to settle a case, the insurance company must obtain your approval. You may reject the settlement without further ramifications. If you lose at trial and a $1 million verdict is entered against you, your insurance company will be required to pay the entire $1 million verdict, plus any attorney's fees incurred in defending the claim up to the applicable policy limits. Second, the standard hammer clause. With a standard hammer clause, the insurer will not settle any claim without your consent. However, if you refuse to consent to any settlement recommended by the insurer, or if you unreasonably withhold your consent to an otherwise logical settlement offer, then the insurer's liability for the claim will not exceed the amount for which the claim could have been settled, including the claim expenses incurred up to the date of the refusal. You can reject a settlement, but the insurer can then cap its liability in the matter. For example, let's say that a carrier was willing to pay $450,000. The amount is a $350,000 settlement plus the $100,000 in legal fees, but you do not give your consent. If you lose at trial and a $1 million verdict is entered against you, you may be required to pay out of pocket $550,000 of the verdict. The difference between the $1 million award and the $450,000 liability capped imposed by the insurance company, plus the additional attorney fees incurred in defending the claim. Third is the pounding hammer clause. The pounding hammer clause takes it one step further, stating that if you refuse to settle and if you insist on continuing to fight, then you do so on your own. The insurer will pay the amount up to the accepted settlement plus the incurred defense costs to the point of acceptance, and then they step out of the picture. You become responsible for your own defense and costs and any judgment over the amount already paid to you by the insurer. And fourth is the modified hammer clause. The modified hammer clause is often referred to as a co-insurance clause. In this agreement, it says that you are liable for a percentage of any judgment over the recommended settlement. The most commonly used percentages are either 50% or 70%. If the modified hammer provision is 50%, the insurer would pay its recommended settlement plus 50% of the coverage. Keep in mind, the amount paid by the insurer is subject to the limits of liability on your policy. Don't just assume that your policy gives you the right to settle. 
In fact, several states prohibit consent to settle clauses in medical malpractice insurance policies altogether. For example, in the state of Indiana, after a claim goes through the initial medical review panel process, if the findings of that panel are 3-0 against the healthcare provider, then the insurance carrier can deny consent to settle rights that would have otherwise been allowed. The most important thing is for you to know what the consent provision is in your policy and be aware of any and all limitations before you buy it. Top-rated malpractice carriers are winning 90% of the cases that they take to trial. Furthermore, they're closing 80% of their claims with no indemnity paid at all. In other words, they build such a strong case that the opposition decides to not even proceed. But doctors should talk to their defense teams to determine the proper course of action and then take a proactive stance in the handling of their malpractice case to ensure the best possible outcome. Be sure to understand how your policy's consent provision works so that you can have a voice in handling your claims. If you have any questions on this topic or you want to make sure that you're covered appropriately, click the link in the description box below where you can connect with us via phone, email, or chat today. And if you're listening, please visit us online at aegismalpractice.com. That's A-E-G-I-S malpractice.com. We have some great episodes lined up for you in the next few weeks. I hope you found this one helpful. If so, could you do me a favor and give us a like and leave a review? And please be sure to subscribe to our show so that you can catch our next installment of Malpractice Insights, where we're dedicated to helping you understand medical malpractice insurance and providing you with the solutions you need so that you can get back to the work of practicing good medicine. This is Jennifer Wiggins. Thanks for joining us.